Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. Hello, and thank you for listening to part two of this podcast series all about intuitive eating with light structure, also referred to as my GPF style of eating. As I mentioned in the first episode, I actually had to break this up into multiple parts because the episode got to be too long, so that's why I'm popping in to share with you that you should go listen to episode one before you listen to this one. In this particular episode, we go into the nitty-gritty details about GPF, which stands for greens, protein, fat, and fiber. We talk about how to structure every meal, what that actually looks like on a very tangible level. And then in part three of this series, we're going to talk about how to add in all the foods that you love to eat, how to eat what you want, and still be focused on your overall health and be a health-conscious person. Before you listen to this episode, I strongly encourage you to listen to part one of this episode first. We talk all about intuitive eating with light structure, the principles behind it, what it is, why it works, how I came up with it. It's so important to listen to that episode before you dive into this one because it really lays the foundation for what GPF actually is. So go ahead, pause this one, listen to part one if you haven't already, come back and listen to this, and then we will go into part three in the next episode. And one more thing before we dive into the nitty-gritty details of this episode. If you are in a place in your food journey where you are not in a place to talk about certain types of food, any type of structure around food, please know that we do discuss those things in this episode, and we do mention different ideas for portion sizes. So if you're not in a place where that feels supportive of your journey and where you're at, please skip this episode. This might not be the one you want to listen to. I created GPF as a roadmap to food freedom, but we do discuss principles of light structure and how to structure every meal to help you feel full and satisfied and content. But I know that this may have been triggering for me during certain parts of my food journey. So feel free to skip this one. I just wanted to add that disclaimer before we dive into the nitty gritty details of this podcast episode. So just protect your peace. If this isn't for you, that's totally fine. There will be more episodes around mindset and other topics that will be supportive of you in the future. Okay, let's pick up where we left off from episode one. So let's talk about GPF. Finally, I've been talking your ear off. (laughs) Here's how to use GPF to make every meal healthy and satisfying. Let's talk about the benefits of GPF. Number one, you're going to feel full and satisfied for a few hours after you eat. Number two, you don't feel deprived because you have the flexibility to create a lot of variety in your meals. And number three, this GPF formula made me feel relaxed when I was transitioning into a more intuitive way of eating because I could trust I was getting all the nutrition I needed without weighing or measuring or obsessing about my food. So GPF stands for greens, protein, fat, and fiber. If you listened to my first episode back in 2017, I had not added the second F, which is the fiber, which is why we still just call it GPF to keep it simple. 
GPF is the foundation for creating a healthy meal every single time you eat. Even at a restaurant, a party, at Susan's house, wherever you gotta be, GPF can be your friend. The combination of the fiber and the greens and vegetables, the protein and the healthy sources of fat help you turn off hunger hormones, which signals to your body that it's full, increases satiety, and helps you stay full between meals so that you don't need to eat snacks all day long. Unless you want to. That's okay too. I noticed that traditionally when I eat GPF meals, and I say traditionally because I've been breastfeeding for the past two plus years, so I eat a lot more and I have to snack throughout the day. But when I was practicing this before I was breastfeeding, GPF allowed me to eat mostly three main meals per day because these meals are substantial. And if I wanted to throw a snack in here or there, those were still like mini GPF meals too. Here's how GPF works. We have so many hormones and systems working together without any thought on our part, which is actually incredible. The fact that we hate our bodies so much just really makes me sad because our bodies are constantly working for us and working in our favor. They help us breathe, our hearts beat without us even having to think about it, our body digests our food, and there are nine types of hormones that are working behind the scenes without any thought on your part that contribute to hunger and satiety. If you want the breakdown of what those hormones are and what they do in your body, you can see page 23 in my book. There are a lot of things that affect these hormones, such as stress, whether or not you're getting enough sleep, consuming too much sugar or caffeine, over-exercising. That can make it harder for you to understand your hunger and fullness cues, but we're not going to dive into that today. If you want to learn more about that, you can read it in my book. I really think it's helpful to understand the science behind things and why we do them. For me, that was a huge part in what made GPF successful because once I learned what protein does in our bodies, what carbohydrates do in our bodies, what fat and fiber does in our bodies, that encouraged me to continue to put those things on my plate at every single meal. So how do we structure a GPF meal? Great question. Glad you asked. Step one is to select a base of leafy greens or a variety of vegetables. I like to use the philosophy, eat the rainbow. So the more color you can have on your plate, the better. And just for reference, I'm not going to give you portion sizes because this is about learning to listen to your own body and you're going to have to play around with it yourself. But about 40 to 50% of my plate is usually vegetables or greens. So if I just have one vegetable, such as a side of broccoli, then I might also have a side salad. So it's not necessarily all of that has to be 50% of my plate and take up half my plate, but 50% of my meal on average is a vegetable. And I don't want you to hear that and get freaked out because like I said, I've been doing this for years and I personally love vegetables. I didn't always. I definitely had to adjust my palate over the years and broaden my horizons. So if you're a picky eater, Trust me, it is possible. I only used to eat, like I said, Coca-Cola, spaghetti, chicken nuggets, anything unhealthy you could think of. And now I love vegetables. So there's hope for you, I promise. However, please don't feel like right off the bat, you have to have half of your plate be vegetables. If you hate vegetables, that is a far stretch from where you're at. So just try to add one serving of vegetables to your plate. The next step we're going to add is protein. Protein is especially important for women. And as we get older into our 30s, our muscle mass actually starts to decrease. So whether or not you are strength training or not, protein is essential for your hormonal function and maintaining or building muscle mass. And it's one of the most satisfying macronutrients. It actually helps you and supports you in feeling fuller for longer. So do not skimp out on your protein, ladies. There are animal-based protein options. There are vegetarian and vegan-based protein options. I'll just list a few just so you have an idea of what protein is. Chicken, eggs, meat, like steak, beef, etc. Fish and seafood, yogurt, protein powders, tofu, cheese, which also is considered a fat. Those are just a few options for you. 
Step three, you're going to add a fat source. And again, I talk about all portion sizes and all of that, how to do this for yourself in my book, but play around with it. And if you go to my Instagram, my personal Instagram at by Julie Boer, I'll leave it as a link down below. You can go to my GPF highlight and see tons of examples of GPF meals here. So you know how to put it all together. And my book has a bunch of recipes, which is another reason to get the book. I promise this isn't an ad for the book, but truly, if you need help in this area, the book is the thing that's going to help you the most. You can only learn so much from a podcast, but if you are serious about implementing this, having something solid in front of you that you can read and reference and highlight and dog ear and make notes in the margins over and over again, that's what you got to do. Okay, so step three, add a source of healthy fat. Fats help us slow down the digestion of our food, which helps us feel fuller for longer, like I said, essential for our hormones and helps our body absorb critical vitamins like A, D, E, and K. So what are fats? We have avocado, we have different types of oils like avocado oil, coconut oil, olive oil, cheeses, coconut milk, flaxseed, butter, ghee, guacamole, nuts, seeds, nut butters. You get the point. Lots of fat. Don't be afraid of the fat. It is essential for our bodies, our brains, our hormones, all the wonderful processes in our body need fat in order to function properly. So do not shy away from the fat. And step four, carbs and fiber. Carbohydrates in general give us a quick fix of energy, which makes them an ideal choice before or after movement or activity. I wouldn't get too much into that. That's like a a minor detail, especially if right now you're eating McDonald's for all three meals. Like, please don't worry about having your carbs before and after your workout. That's a much more advanced nutritional concept that can best be utilized with people who have body composition goals or are athletes training for something. But for the average person, please just add potatoes or rice or whatever you want to each of your meals and do not stress about it. Carbs and fiber in this situation, just to give you some examples, potatoes, quinoa, rice, squash, pasta, oatmeal, popcorn, fruit, and then starchier vegetables like carrots, squashes, yams, and then also things like beans, barley, etc., etc. So by no means is all of that an extensive list of things that you can or should add to your plate. Those are just some ideas to get you started when you are creating your GPF meals. It's important not to skip any of the steps of the GPF meal because those four steps are a powerful combination of macronutrients, which are protein, fat, and carbohydrates that will help you stay fuller for longer, give you energy, and help you stop obsessing about food because you will actually feel full and satisfied. And then of course, step five, which is optional, but you can always add a little extra, a little something to zhuzh up your meal, right? We have dressings, hummus, hot sauce, chia seeds, hemp hearts, etc. So that's GPF in a nutshell. So like I said, I'm not here to give you specific portion sizes because this is the part where you can get creative, play around with different food options, different varieties of foods, and different quantities of foods to find out what helps you feel your best, where you're satisfied but not stuffed. I talk about how to do that again in the book, but I will give you just a rundown of an example. So let's say in step one, you have greens and vegetables. Half of your plate could be a stir fry of broccoli, peppers, onions, and green beans, okay? That makes up around 50% of your meal. And then step two, you're adding protein. So for me, that could look like four to six to sometimes even eight ounces of, let's say, chicken or shrimp or steak or whatever tickles your pickle, (laughs) okay? That was probably a weird thing to say, but anyways, step three, we're focusing on adding a fat. So for me, when I'm roasting vegetables in the oven, I douse them in olive oil. I don't necessarily consider that part of my fat anymore, but if you want to, you can. 
I would still add a fourth to a half of an avocado to that just for some extra fat. And I have a very big appetite. Like I love food. I love to eat. I don't shy away from big portion sizes. So I could even add a whole avocado. Let's be real. And then step four, you can add, let's say, a cup of rice. So that's an example of how you could set up a GPF meal. So, so many people, clients included, myself included, run into this issue where we hear that, right? We're like, oh my God, a whole avocado? You want me to add a whole avocado to my meal? You want me to have a whole cup of rice? We are so used to limiting our portion sizes for foods that are actually really good for us, that give us energy, micronutrients, macronutrients, they fulfill us, they satisfy us. We're like, okay, this meal plan says I'm going to have half a cup of brown rice today and three spears of asparagus and then binge eat like 27 cookies, four bags of popcorn later in the evening because they're so hungry. Tell me how that makes any sense. This is something I had to check myself on a long time ago. Like I'm not willing to eat a full cup of rice or a full avocado or three full eggs with the yolks in there, but I'm willing to just eat egg whites and two pieces of broccoli and half a sweet potato only to find myself starving and most likely snack on a bunch of stuff that I don't need later in the day. It makes no sense. So if you're doing that, gently check yourself. Don't be afraid to increase the portion sizes of real food, food that is fuel, food that is going to fill you up, make you feel satisfied and sustain you. A lot of people ask me, Julie, I'm starving at night. I don't get it. It's because your portion sizes throughout the day are too small. So if you find that you're starving at night, try increasing your portion sizes for your GPF meals. That's a very easy way to get started. Like I mentioned, this should help you stay full between meals for two, three, four hours. If it doesn't, you need to increase your protein, your healthy fats, your vegetables, and go from there and just play around with it, experiment with it and see what works for you. This is all trial and error. It takes practice, like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, but hopefully this structure and learning about intuitive eating with light structure helps you get started in the right direction. I really hope this podcast found you at the right time. Maybe you were considering signing up for another diet or following another meal plan. I hope I caught you at a good time so I can save you years of drama and stress around food. And if you do have any questions, like I said, please refer to my book, Healthy and Happy, Find Food Freedom and Create the Body You Love, or I am happy to answer any questions on Instagram. So just shoot me a message at Healthy Happy Podcast, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Remember, if you like this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories so I can show you some love for listening. Don't forget to leave a review. You can leave a review on any of the podcast platforms about any specific episode. So if you've already left a review, you can do another one. And if you do leave a review, email me and I will send you a copy of my ebook, Meal Prep Made Easy. I'll talk to you in the next episode. All right, and that's a wrap for this part of the podcast, part two, all about GPF. In part three, we are going to revisit my plus one strategy, and I'm going to do an updated and revamped version of that episode that I recorded way, way back in the day, a couple of years ago. My plus one strategy is all about literally how to have your cake and eat it too. So we talked about GPF, how to structure every single meal so that you feel full, satisfied, content, and focused on your health goals. But what about the times when you want to have pizza, cookies, ice cream, cake, all the wonderful things that we are meant to enjoy in life? How do we do that without feeling guilty, without feeling shameful, without wrapping our self-worth around our food choices? And if we have health goals, how do we enjoy the foods we love while still pursuing those goals? We will cover all of that and more in part three of this series, all about my plus one strategy. Thank you so much for listening to this. Talk to you soon. Bye. 
Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.